welcome to the Awesome Idea Podcast, brought to you by the Illinois Education Association. The podcast for curious, well-informed association members. I'm one of your hosts, Kelsey Harms, a computer specialist from the IA Program Development Department. And I'm Diana Zaleski, one of your instructional resource and professional development directors from IEA Teaching and Learning. The goal of this podcast is to educate our members about important new educational policy initiatives in a brief and hopefully entertaining format. Today, we're going to discuss updates related to educator evaluation. Diana, I know in the past, some of our educators may have felt they have received an unfair evaluation rating. I know that this is a hot button issue. Can you share what changes to the law our members should be aware of? I sure can. So the Illinois school code now requires that districts have an appeals process for unsatisfactory ratings. Beginning this school year, Districts will have to work with local associations to develop and implement an appeals process for unsatisfactory ratings that includes, but is not limited to, an assessment of the original rating by a panel of qualified evaluators agreed to by the Joint Committee that has the power to revoke the unsatisfactory rating it deems to be erroneous. In addition, the Joint Committee shall also determine the criteria for successful appeals. However, the issuance of a rating to replace an unsatisfactory rating must be determined through bargaining between the exclusive bargaining representative and the school district. So it sounds like the state is requiring that local associations and their districts develop an appeals process, but haven't really provided specific guidance on how to do this? Unfortunately, that is correct. So it is up to local associations and their districts to determine how their local appeals process will work. I would highly recommend checking in with your IEA Uniserve director for guidance. However, the sooner local associations approach their districts to begin this process, the better. Do you have any suggestions for our members on how to get started? I do. First, remember that your local association should be selecting the teacher representatives on your joint committee not the district. In addition, the joint committee is composed of equal representation by the district and its teachers and should already be meeting on at least an annual basis. The goal of the joint committee is to continually review and improve your local evaluation plan. Second, if the performance rating is significantly different than the growth rating, more data needs to be collected. For example, If we receive a proficient on the performance component of your evaluation, but it needs improvement on the growth component, something went wrong with the data collection process. If you are a proficient teacher, there is no reason why your students would not be making adequate growth. Dana, is there anything else you think might be important to consider? I also think the data collection and the evaluation of the data collected should be a significant component of any appeals process. For example, any data collected by your evaluator should be examined to ensure it is descriptive in nature. That means we're looking for what did the evaluator actually see and hear. So those are direct quotes. Okay, so we want to make sure that that data is free of opinions, interpretations, and bias. Are there any other changes that our members should be aware of? Yes. Many of our members already use the Danielson Framework for Teaching as part of their performance evaluation plans. The Danielson Group has recently introduced an updated version of their framework called the Framework for Teaching Clusters, 
which can be downloaded for free on the Danielson Group website, which we will link to the podcast page. Can you share how is the updated framework different? I believe the updated framework is a much more efficient model that distills the four domains and 22 components into six clusters. The adoption of the updated framework might significantly streamline the data collection process and better support professional conversations about practice. I would highly recommend investigating this updated framework before the start of the school year. Thanks, Dana. Do you have any additional updates for our members? Yes, I will be hosting a live webinar reviewing teacher evaluation requirements, updates to the law, and the updated Danielson framework on September 10 at 4 p.m. and again at 6.30 p.m. This will be a live webinar that we're going to repeat twice to make sure that everyone who's interested can participate. You can find the registration information on the IEA professional development calendar and in your IEA newsletter. There will be plenty of time for questions, so please plan to attend. Thanks so much for that save the date information. If you happen to already be busy on September 10th, is there a way for members to still get that information? Definitely. If you want to just send me an email directly, I'll also make sure that my email is attached to our podcast page. Be happy to talk through the updates with you, answer any questions that you have, or even schedule another time to talk to you and your membership. Thanks so much, Diana. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please check out the contact section on the podcast page of the IA website. Special thanks to Mark for the audio help, Amanda for the transcription, and Dan for the website. As always, thanks so much for being a member, and thanks for joining us.